I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. You know, your body just did something so amazing. And it took nine months to grow a child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to take nine months, at least nine months to to get back where you want to be. I think that the bounce back culture is is putting unrealistic pressure on women. Welcome to the Calm Mom podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. I'm your master coach, Michelle Grosser. And today on the podcast, we have Becca Donatel. Becca is a teacher turned pre and postnatal fitness specialist. She created a pregnancy safe strength training program and postpartum exercise guide for women just really teaching women how to rebuild from the inside out and get some consistency back into their lives after pregnancy. After she had her third son and used these exercise guides, she just couldn't believe the difference in her postpartum recovery. So she is a firm believer that moving our bodies during pregnancy and postpartum is the best thing we can do for our changing bodies, our mental health, 
and our growing baby. Enjoy this conversation. All right, Becca, it is so good to have you with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be great. Before, so we're going to talk all things pre, postpartum, exercise, health, taking care of our bodies. Before we kind of jump into that, though, I would just love it if you'd share with our listeners just a little bit about you, your family. I know you're a mom. And (laughs) and also just a little bit about your journey, like your pregnancy journey and how this whole, like kind of just leading you where you are today, how that's all kind of happened. Yes, I'd love to. So my name is Becca Donatell. I am a mom of three little boys. I have a five-year-old, a three-and-a-half-year-old, and a a one-and-a-half-year-old. So very close. (laughs) So you are in it. Yes, I am definitely in it. We currently live in California. My husband is a football coach, so we move quite often, but currently in California and loving it, loving the sunshine. And I am a pre and postnatal exercise specialist. And so what that means is that I get to help pregnant women exercise safely and effectively, educating them about their pelvic floor and making modifications to their exercise routine. And then really into the postpartum period when you're just not feeling like yourself and you want to rebuild, you don't know where to start. Again, more education about the pelvic floor and core work and all that good stuff. So guiding women into into where they want to go. Yeah, I love that. So did you always have a background in exercise or was this something that particularly came out during your pregnancies? Yes. So I was actually a teacher for the past six years and loved teaching. But then I started having my own children and having my first pregnancy actually resulted in miscarriage. And I know a lot of women deal with that. And um, I went to work and I remember one of my coworkers telling me, well, it's because of all that exercise that you do. And I was like, and I really took that to heart. And I didn't know any better to, you know, to look into that, I guess. So that was probably my fault. But it completely changed my outlook. And I've always used exercise as a form of, you know, a stress reliever to make me feel good. I know I am my best self when I consistently exercise. I'm happier. My head is clearer. I'm more patient, better wife, better mom, you know, all the things. Yep. So my next pregnancy, I just, I, I stopped exercising completely because in fear, you know, that I was going to lose another baby and I didn't want to do that. So I, it was a terrible pregnancy. I had complications the whole time. I had preeclampsia and then I had to deliver early, three weeks early. And, and then into the postpartum period, I was dealing with pelvic floor issues and just postpartum depression. I just like really couldn't fathom why women had more than one children. (laughs) I was like, why do people choose to do this again? Well, you know, I mean, So I was like, there has to be a better way. Mm -hmm. Um, So long story short, I decided when I was going to get pregnant again, when we decided to have another child that I was going to not give up my lifestyle because I knew that played such a role in my happiness and my health. So I decided to get certified and took courses to get educated in this area. And it turns out exercise is actually the best thing that we can do for our for our bodies and our baby. And you know, I have two more after my first and I exercised and I just felt they were completely different pregnancies. I didn't get preeclampsia. I had less aches and pains. I just delivery was better. Postpartum was so much better. There's just so many benefits to exercising while you're pregnant. And I felt like all women needed to know this. So I just started sharing and it kind of just took off from there. So, wow. Yeah. So I think there's probably like 
those myths or misconceptions about exercise during pregnancy probably run rampant. I'm assuming you run into a lot of them. Like, what are some of the most common ones that you hear that you're like, all right, I'm here to bust these myths today? Yes, yes. So there's so, and it's different with generations. I feel like like my grandma was like, well, we were told you couldn't even put your hands above your head, and I was like, what? And she's because of fear of like the umbilical cord wrapping around their neck or something. So just like really crazy stuff. I think that the most, you know, how intense you can work out is something I get asked a lot. It used to be that you couldn't get your heart rate above 140 in fear of, you know, oxygen decreasing with the with the baby. But that's actually not true because every woman goes into pregnancy at a different level. So, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah, it's coming so, in already with different levels of, of heart rate, probably and oxygen levels. Right, right. Athletic ability. And, you know, it depends how much you work out before, if you're a runner, if you're not. And so that was actually, that's not something that we, we look at anymore. Heart rate is not something we look at. We use something else called rate of perceived exertion, RPE. And so we use that scale, but most people can use the talk test which you should be able to speak full sentences without gasping for air okay. when you're exercising. So that's something that women can do when they're exercising to make sure that they're they're safe. Let's see. What are some other things that people think you're not supposed to do? Jumping. Jumping is something that you you can do depending on, you know, everyone is just so unique in their in their own pregnancies. But if you had pelvic floor issues before, then it's something that we don't really recommend. But if you were doing it before pregnancy, you don't have any pelvic floor issues, then you can jump and do high impact movements. You can run throughout your entire pregnancy. If you're a runner, just, just how about like crunches or things like that, that. Yeah. Those are things that we still don't do. So So, yeah, so there are some things, some hard no's that you're not supposed to do. One of them is crunches and laying on your back after the second, or usually with the second trimester, depending on your belly size, isn't good because it can cut off blood circulation, which is obviously we don't want to do that. Right. Um, so laying on your back is something that's frowned upon, but you can always move that exercise to an incline to make it safe. Okay. So that's always good to know. Crunching we don't do because of later, this is a whole can of worms, we don't want to develop diacetus recti. Mm -hmm. So diacetus recti is when your abdominals, they naturally come apart a little bit when you are pregnant to allow your belly to grow. Okay. Kind of move to the side, actually, that six pack muscle. However, if we do crunches and traditional ab exercises, it can cause that separation to get even further. And then after pregnancy, it has a hard time coming back together, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Okay. So yeah, so we're, we're avoiding crunches, avoiding laying on your back, but there are a lot of pregnancy safe core exercises that you can do, which a lot of women don't even know about. So that's kind of where I come in also with clients to, to teach about, you know, you actually should work your core. It's actually really encouraged. So so all the modifications, right? Just teach, like you said, just teaching right. how they can do it safely. Right, right. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about the pelvic floor. Yes. What, like, what, what is it? And then yeah. you, like, when should we start to incorporate some of these exercises specifically for the pelvic floor and, and, and why? Yeah. So the pelvic floor is actually the, the base of our core. So the base of our core canister. Uh, so it connects to your pubic bone and then it connects to the base of your spine, kind of acting as a hammock mm. and it holds all your reproductive organs in. So it's kind of like a sling. Mm. Uh, so as you can imagine, pregnancy, um, 
a growing baby, growing uterus, nine months of pressure and weight really does a number on it. And then of course, labor and delivery also is pretty traumatic on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's a it's a network of tissue and and ligaments and muscles. And so after it's really great to to start during pregnancy to start working the pelvic floor so that you can feel it and try to engage it and then completely release it. But then after in the postpartum period, it's really important to regain strength in this muscle because it can cause a plethora of issues that a lot of mothers deal with and have been dealing with for years and years and years and years, like urinary incontinence, which is peeing your pants when you're running or jumping or laughing, which a lot of women think is is normal. It's not it's it's pretty common, but it's actually a sign of pelvic floor dysfunction. Mm. So low back pain, like severe low back pain, or women coming and saying, hey, I have this, I look like I'm pregnant. I had my child a year ago, and I still look like I'm pregnant, you know? And so that is something that is also connected to your pelvic floor. Um, I've heard women say, you know, I have this pancake butt, and I can't get it back. And so that's another thing that's connected to your pelvic floor. It's just... Oh. Yes, it's just so many things that can be attributed to your to a weak pelvic floor. Okay, so one, how do we strengthen it? And then two, is it ever too late? I'm thinking my youngest right. is four. Is it just like okay, no. how I am? Okay. Right. So it is never too late to do pelvic floor deep core exercises. I'm a firm believer in doing deep core exercises. So what that means is that not only you're incorporating your pelvic floor, but you're incorporating your transverse abdominis, which is that muscle that kind of wraps around you like a corset holding okay. you in. Yep. And it's definitely under cued. A lot of women have a hard time cueing that muscle. Mm-hmm. I say that because pelvic floor training and deep core training, a lot of women think that the pelvic floor is just doing a Kegel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're very similar, but they're not the same thing. So it would be like a Kegel. I always do to like, like flexing your bicep. Okay. So like flex it. And then Kegel is like, flex, 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 flex. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, and they're saying, do like a hundred reps of Kegel. So it's just everywhere in the car. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. So we have to release the muscle and make sure it's lengthening um, and then contracting and lengthening and contracting. Hmm. So I think there's a time and a place for Kegels. If you, especially if, you know, you go to a pelvic floor PT, side note, they are amazing. And if you haven't, Women everywhere, if you have not seen one, you need, you need to go see one for every issue. They are amazing, amazing people. However, if they told you to do a Kegel to find your pelvic floor, because some women have a hard time finding it, you know, I don't know what that contraction feels like, then that would be a great place to start to find your pelvic floor. But then incorporating it with our breathing is the next step. So we call this the TA breath. Some women call it the 360 breath. This is a great place to start to find your pelvic floor and to strengthen it. And then incorporating that into deep core work, which is on, I guess I could call it untraditional core work. And then using this breath and this contraction into traditional core work. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, 
Whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. So I feel like we all know generally the benefits exercise and you would kind of ran through some of them, but specifically, are there benefits for the baby when you exercise during pregnancy? And then maybe you could talk a little bit about the connection between postpartum exercise and postpartum depression or, you know, other things that moms deal with after having a baby. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of benefits for baby as well. Exercising mothers, they have seen that they have a larger placenta which in turn would mean more blood vessels, which means more oxygen and blood flow to baby. So improved placenta function is one of the benefits, which is amazing. Another thing they've seen is there's lower rates of C-section birth, low weight babies, premature babies, and then also that they have higher APGAR scores at birth. Okay. Um, Some of the, the main ones, they've done some longer term studies, which I think are super interesting that Children born to exercising mothers have been scoring higher on memory tests or language tests, um, general intelligence tests, just, just really amazing. Yeah, Yeah, it is really cool. And as far as, you know, the benefits for mom, I kind of hit on them earlier, but I know, you know, less chance of gestational diabetes, preeclampsia. And I am like a perfect example of that because they told me if I had a you know, if you get pregnant, if you have back-to-back pregnancies, you're more likely to get preeclampsia again. Uh-huh. And then I didn't with my last two, which I thought was really great because you do not want that. <laughs> I had it with my first two. It's it, so terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So terrible. So that is something. But also, in you know, just exercise in general is just so encouraged and so wonderful for all of us. It's encouraged at all stages of life. 150 minutes per week is the recommendation for everyone. So that's like 20 to 30 minutes most days of the week. And and it's it's there for a reason. You know, that's the recommendation for a reason. It it helps everyone. There ACOG, which is the the website that we really look off of, they say that there is a connection between postpartum it says it lowers your chances of postpartum depression. Because I, I believe because, you know, of endorphins and just, just your health in general, exercise is so great for your health. So that's really all I have about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of the same things, right? Whether you're pregnant or not, it's just so good. And I have experienced the same thing for moms listening who are either pregnant or have really little ones. I guess I have two questions. One, there's a lot going on in that period, like sleep deprivation, your body is so different, like women that are just struggling to find the energy to move. Yeah. What are some tips or maybe some encouragement you have for them? And then second fold, like, 
where's a good place to start? Maybe they haven't worked out during pregnancy or they feel really yeah. weak or whatever. Like where, where should they start? Yeah. And you know, there are lots of reasons why women can't exercise during pregnancy and mm-hmm. they're very valid. And I never want to put those women down, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that being said, I think a great place to start. I always encourage clients just start anywhere, mm-hmm. go outside, get a stroller, yep. push your baby outside in, in the fresh air. I mean, that alone, just moving your body, see how you feel being outside. It benefits you benefits your baby, you know? that is a great place to start. Just, just movement. I always encourage just movement. Once you're comfortable with just getting some movement, doing a walk every day, seeing how you're feeling. Then I always talk about how you need to adjust your posture. And that's something that's so silly to talk about. (laughs) Yes. So there's, we always, we see women who have just had babies and their posture, your posture is affected. Your pelvic floor is affected by your posture. Okay. If you, a lot of women tend to still have the posture of when they're pregnant, pushing mm-hmm. their hips forward, having that, that low back, you know, that, yes, <laughs> waddle. When you have that, you use that posture to support your growing belly. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's hard to adjust after. So women don't really adjust that. Now you're, you're, I'm going to, I know that they can't see this, but I'll show you in the, the video yeah. when you're walking like this, it's a lot of pressure on the tissues between your abdominals. So when they're trying to come together and you're putting constant pressure on that tissue between your abdominals, it's really hard for them to come together. So then we see a lot of diacetus recti and and issues from that. So I think adjusting your posture in that way is, is super beneficial. And then of course, starting in the place that was most affected by pregnancy, which is your the floor and your deep core doing just gentle breathing exercises really trying to reconnect it takes a lot of you know mind body or muscle connection you have to do a lot of concentration after baby it is like no joke trying to connect with your pelvic floor i remember being like i can't even i can't even do a contraction wow <laughs> so, yeah. it's hard you know so i think those are great places to start i don't i don't think you need to i mean it's really not encouraged to to jump into anything. And, you know, we as mothers are, have so much on our plate. I mean, you're trying to adjust to having this new child, new baby, you know, new life. And, and then if you have other kids trying to balance having a new baby and and giving them their needs, but then also, you know, meeting all your other children's needs, plus you're not sleeping, you're trying to feed everyone, you're trying to feed yourself. I mean, just so much. And so I think, it's hard to prioritize ourselves, but I always encourage moms. Like, I know it seems like, you know, this seems like something you should be putting on the back burner. Like I have all these other things that are, are so important, but you are so important too. Yes. And if you're not working, then your family's not going to work. Right. And so I don't mean like go to the gym and jump on a treadmill. That's not what I mean at all. Just go outside for a 10 minute walk and it will completely boost your mood. Yep. It's going to get your blood flowing. It's going to get things moving. And then, you know, doing these pelvic floor exercises when you, when you have a chance. Yeah. I love that. It's doable, right? Just somewhere. Start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I want to talk a little bit too about kind of the, I don't know if it's just culture or what, but just everything around like the postpartum body, like it's either one of like the bounce back culture, or it's just like, I give up. My body is a wreck now. Like, and I'm just embracing that. Um, Can you just speak a little bit? to that? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think that it is. It's like, 
bounce back or women are completely like, oh, now I have to deal with just live like this, you know, my pants and having back pain and look pregnant and, you know, like all these things. I can either give up or I'm like just obsessed with getting some, like, quote unquote, back that maybe. I think that that there is a happy medium in that I think, you know, your postpartum, I I exercised my entire pregnancy Mm -hmm. and I still looked very pregnant until, you know, eight weeks postpartum, which is normal. (laughs) I think you should normalize that. You know, your body just did something so amazing and it took nine months to grow a child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to take at least nine months, at least nine months to, to get back where you want to be. I think that, you know, the bounce back culture is, is putting unrealistic pressure on women. Um, I think any goal under six months is unrealistic. Mm. goal you have for your your body I mean it's just not especially if you're breastfeeding and so I would really love to see women not put these unrealistic expectations on their bodies I know it's because we just feel like ugh, who am I like what this doesn't even look like me you know and it can be pretty miserable when you're in that headspace but I just think that if if our culture just kind of shifted to this is normal and women supporting women, like, you know, that it would be, it would be so much easier on moms. And I, and I feel like I didn't even know about what postpartum was when I first, yeah. When yeah I had either. First no way. I had no idea. No, I knew all about pregnancy, but then postpartum came and I was like, what is going on? You know? I thought I would take home my baby. She would nurse so naturally. Like it was great. Right? Beautiful experience. The birds were gonna sing. Yeah, right? there with flowers around her. Yeah, yeah. It's all the whole thing is right. And I just feel like women are so blindsided by postpartum. Yes. Yeah, you know, you just don't even because no one really talks about it because it's not very glamorous. And I just wish it was it was normalized a little more and our bodies were more normalized in that area. And if, and it's just a stage. Like it is just a stage, and and you will you will you know get where you want to be and you will start to feel mentally more like yourself. That is the main thing. I mean, you know, feeling more like yourself and feeling happy. And um, for me, exercise does that. And I know for a large portion of women, you know, or of all people, yeah. it does that. And so that's really why I did it because it makes me be the best version of myself. Yeah. And so, yeah. I love that. I agree. I think too, that's just a beautiful invitation for maybe a mindset shift for a lot of women. Like, yes, if you're not feeling strong or there's like a medical issue where you might need to see a physical therapist or a doctor or something, get, get that help. But if you're just not feeling good about yourself because of what you're seeing in the mirror, whether that's stretch marks or whatever, like things that maybe exercise are not necessarily going to go away. I just love your invitation to be like your body just did something miraculous you know in that space for a while yeah yes and it's so normal and and you know instagram doesn't help and social media doesn't help and it's also fake you know like everyone filters everything and posts the best angles of their body and on that too i would just say to you guys listening if that's making you feel less than like whatever it is that you're consuming delete those accounts for a while right like you don't need to see that if it's not making you feel good about yourself Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Man, this has been so good. I feel encouraged just as a mom too. Like, and I love, I love also, I'll say this as an aside before we kind of wrap up when you do have more than one 
child, just for them to see you exercising and moving and having those habits, I think is such a beautiful thing to model for them too, right? Like it's just like our lifestyle and this is what we do. Yeah. It's a way that we really honor our bodies. Like this is not to punish myself because I had a cookie. Right. 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 Yes. And I always say that to my boys too. I'm always like, if we, if we're going to the park, I'm like, okay, let's ride our bikes to the park and mommy will run there. And you know, like, this is so good for our hearts. Doesn't this make you feel good? And I'm always trying to reinforce because I just think it is so important. And you know, they're, it's just, it's so good for them. And I want them to know that, that if they need something to make them feel good, that this is something that they can do. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is a privilege that we can move our bodies. Like God gave us these bodies and we can move them and our legs work. Like there's people that don't have that privilege. So yeah, I, I hear you. I think that's awesome. Yes. Love it. All right. So people that are listening and are like, okay, I want more Becca. I need some help. (laughs) I love, I like this chick. I want, I want her to guide me. Where can they find you? Yes. So I have a website, BeccaDonatelleFitness.com is where, and I actually have a prenatal exercise program and I have a postpartum exercise program to help guide you. But I also have an Instagram where I, you know, show a lot of the exercises that I talk about in my guides and kind of explain different, different things in the postpartum period. And then, you know, pregnancy exercises and just hopefully being a good resource for, for you mamas who, who would like it. Yeah. So we'll put all of those links in the show notes so that they can, you guys can easily access them. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. So good. Yes. Thanks for having me. If you love mommy's podcast, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, They really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.